Hi, hi, hello. I'm your host, Keith Arthur, and welcome to Career Expo, What You've Always Wanted to Know, the podcast where each week I interview someone of a different career in industry. In the Navy and at sea, boot camp and fleet week, drop and give me 5D. This week, our guest has worked as a Navy petty officer. He's afraid of clowns. His favorite football team is the Chicago Bears, and he's my brother. Please welcome to the podcast, Jason Dirienzo. Jay, what's up? What's up? Thanks for having me on. Sunglasses? Yeah, it got pretty bright. Okay, well, can we can take them off so people can see you for just what you look like? Okay, you can put it back on if you want. I just want to make sure that people know you have eyes. This is what I look like. This is what you look like. Um, so we're here, we're at my mom's house in Tampa Bay, Florida. It's scorching hot. It's a little bit later in the afternoon, so it's Yeah, not it's terrible. not too bad, though. It's not too bad. It's not summer Florida heat yet. Not yet. Not yet. But we're here, and um, we're also doing a video, so you might be watching. So thank you for watching, and thank you for listening. But Jay, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm glad to be on here with you and kind of discuss something I haven't talked about in a long time. I know. You did a beach run. You're, I did. You're um, a little energized, maybe? A little energized. Okay. A little, little, little worn out, but energized at the same time from the workout, you know? Okay, good, yeah. good. So we're going to get into all things being in the Navy. But first, uh, why don't you tell us where and how you grew up and okay. then what led you to get into the Navy? Yeah, so I actually grew up here in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, thank God I went into the Navy and I was in Japan for four years. It would be kind of a boring story if you really think about it. But uh, yeah, I grew up here and then um, really was fascinated by the water because we grew up right here on the beach in a way. So I've always loved the water and I knew that I wanted to be in the military. So I wasn't going to go anywhere like the Army or something and get stuck in the middle of Kansas. Like I knew if I joined the Navy, at least I'd be by the water no matter where I got stationed. So that was a plus. So that was kind of an easy one for me. And my buddy Kevin was going to go in with me. Now, he didn't end up going in, but his brother was in the Navy. So I had some pointers from Brian. And Brian gave me a little bit more confidence about what I was about to expect when I went in. So that, was, that made it a lot easier of a process. So we know that we want to join the Navy. We're familiar right. with water. Yep. We want to be in the military. Um, and then you have this friend who also can kind of give you a one-up on like, exactly. the inside scoop. Tell us, um, what is the process for maybe joining the military and joining the Navy in the United States? Gotcha. So when I, <clears throat> when I first started trying to figure out what I wanted to do, Brian made me aware, and Brian's the one who's in the Navy already. Mm -hmm. He made me aware, like, when you go into the Navy, he's like, there's two things that you want to make sure. You want to make sure that you get part of the Air Department, because if you're not, then you're going to be put on what they call a small boy, which is like a small destroyer or a ship, and okay. there's only going to be, like, so many people on the boat, and it, he's like, it's not the best experience, and you're labeled as a seaman, and I didn't want to be labeled. You didn't want to be a seaman. I wanted to be an airman. An airman. Right? So he's like, make sure that you do the air department. air department. And I was like, that's perfect. Cause then he's like, also you'll be part of, you know, something that has to do with like the airport part of it, which is your aircraft carriers or something with helos or something like that, where there's a lot more experience. What is a helo? So, a helicopter. Oh yeah. yeah. I knew that. Yeah. So I was like, that's perfect. That's perfect for me. Cause I don't want to get stuck inside. I want to be outside. I want to do something active. I don't want to be in an office. So I'm like, I'm glad you told me that. Cause I wouldn't have known. And I would have gone in and asked to be just in the Navy, not knowing what to expect. So I'm definitely happy Brian told me to do that. 
So anyway, when you join, what they do is they have you sign up and you go to a recruiter and they go through this whole process of, you know, your college education or high school education at that time. Um, anything you've done in the past that they need to be aware of, because then you go in with a waiver. Um, that's like a probationary period in a way. Oh, if you did something bad. Exactly. Oh. So they have you on a waiver. So if you do do something and get in trouble, you have a shorter span of tolerance than the average person would mm -hmm. of whether they would honorably or dishonorably discharge you. So anyway, you go through the whole process. There's a whole waiting period as far as when they tell you that you'd be, you know, going to boot camp. I think I had like two months in between the time that I actually signed up to the time I went to boot camp. Okay. So it gave me a little bit of time to kind of prepare, mentally get ready for that, mentally get ready to like leave a place that I've grew up my entire life mm -hmm. to go to something that I had no idea what I was about to get myself into. Okay. So you almost, it's just kind of nice to have that time period. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I, I was, by the time I got like to the point where I was going to boot camp the next day, like I was ready. Like I built that up in my mind to be prepared for that. So we decide we're gonna do the the airman. Is that what you said? Yeah. Not the seaman thing. Not, not the, the, the water boy. Not, what not did you call it? The so basically, <laughs> what is it called? The water boy? No, it's <laughs> what is it? You boy? It was something boy. Small boy. Small boy. Small boy. We're not a small, small boy. boy. We're yeah, because it's one thing to be on a ship. Uh -huh. That and they call it listing. So when a ship lists, it's when it kind of rocks. Oh, you know okay. what I mean. So if you're at a smaller ship, it's not the best experience. You're gonna barf everywhere. You, you could barf everywhere. Right. And there's only so many jobs that you are capable of doing on that ship. And a lot of it, if you're not on top, okay, you're gonna be inside somewhere the entire time you're right. out to sea. And I did not want that. Okay. So we're an airman. We're not a right. a small boy. We're in the Navy. We're going to get to boot camp in a second. Right. But I want to know, can you break down for me and the listeners, the military in the United States, there's the branches, how they work, which, why you chose this one, is one above the other, are they equal? Give me the rundown, the flow chart of the military, if okay. you can. So really, you have the Marines, and the Marines are like a very special unit as far as how they train. Uh, they're they're kind of more forward deployed if you want to call it that and what that means is that when something happens like uh, Iraqi freedom or something like that they're one of the first ones that go on special missions okay. so like I was definitely interested in that point of it because but they're water too they're also water and land-based okay now you have the reason why I chose the Navy is because I was actually training because I wanted to be a seal and Navy seals it's sea it's, uh, the sea air and land portion of it that's what that means well that's part of it see what you have the <laughs> s-e-a-l-s so it's basically sea air and land right? oh my god and then so if you get into the seal program they they send you to what they call buds and buds is their boot camp basically for basic underwater demolition right oh. so you get trained to understand how to perform underwater with you know arsenal and different you know tactics like Cirque du Soleil like the water show in, in sure. Vegas yeah but okay so the point of the military in the United States is to it's an offense and a defense we're attacking but we're defending right always always so we have the Marines the Navy the Army and the Air Force correct I mean those are your, those are your basics and then, and then you have National Guard what's that and Coast Guard those are more like home-based like okay domestic based and what's the Peace Corps? Is that something? 
That has nothing to do with the military. It, it, I mean, if you want to look at it, the Peace Corps is something that they do their own missions, but that is more for like peace treaties and different things okay. like that. But I don't know a ton about that. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, so you chose the Navy, water, because you want to be a Navy SEAL. Marines does not have that option, so we're in the Navy. Right. Tell me about, you have the two-month break between signing up and then going to boot camp for your training. Right. What was boot camp like? Where did you do it? How does it work? I will say this. The one thing that I missed on that I just remembered is you go to what they call MEPS. MEPS? Before you go into boot camp. MEPS is when you first basically get yourself you know, signed on. Uh-huh. You have to go, I think it was one or two days in Tampa. And they go through rigorous like evaluation of you. Where they do physical like exams, oh. everything. Okay. And this is also like, so you have a full day of this where they just check everything out just to make sure that they know exactly what they're getting. Uh, they know if there's any issues that they need to be aware of. Before they should do that with the president. Camp. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I got to think that they do. Okay. Anyway. Because the reason, why, because at the end of that day is mm-hmm. when you get sworn in. Sworn in. Right. So okay. you are sworn in and you've officially become a part of the military and you're no longer a civilian. Oh. Yeah. Okay, what is what? So, okay, what happens if you're no longer a civilian? So now you are under basically the laws of the military. So I there's the court martial. Like you are under a different law than you are as a civilian. Oh, yeah. Like, like even, even the courts and everything are completely different. Like, give me an example. Like if I tip over a fruit stand and I'm in the military. So the MPs or military police would be the ones to arrest you? Not no. I mean oh. you would get arrested by the normal people. The normal, <laughs> but then you would be turned over to the military. Wow. Yeah. So it's different. Interesting. Yeah. It's like okay, okay. So uh-huh. MEPS was a big portion of what I had to do. Before, okay, before boot before camp. Before boot camp. So I, they knew exactly what was wrong and every, all that jazz. How long I guess for the Navy? Are you, and we're going to get into also your actual role, which is petty officer, right. and we're going to describe all that, but how long is your boot camp training? Uh, boot camp, man, I went in October 2nd, I believe, in Great Lakes, Illinois, Chicago area, huh? mm. and uh, I think I graduated toward the end of December. Okay, so a few months. A couple months. For boot camp. Yeah. What is boot camp like? Honestly, Navy boot camp is not that bad. Oh, really? It's really not that bad. I think the hardest thing that you initially have to deal with, let's put it this way. <laughs> and here's the thing. I think you and I were prepared differently for life because being yelled at did not phase me at all. Like, not Ooh. even for a second. I guess, yeah, I kind of There were people that. that were breaking and cracking. Mm-hmm. Like, you could scream in my face all day long, and it's just like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't, it did not phase me. And so that was the hardest thing for a lot of people was to be reprimanded and yelled at mm-hmm. but we come from italian family like our that's, dad's a yeller yeah he was like, a yeller I'm, i was born for this like, i got yelled and screamed at on the subway i mean it just yeah. didn't even nothing nothing, nothing. okay so but you so, get yelled at a lot oh yeah i okay. mean but that is the way that they try to break you down break you down the guy that break you down to build you back up to mold you into what the military needs you to be as a human being right right respect you know, being mature, being professional, being responsible, all that stuff. So whatever you did before before you got there, they're going to break that out of you. Okay. And if they don't break it out of you and you fight back on it, a lot of times that doesn't end up well for you because you just end up getting yourself in trouble anyway. 
Okay, pause. I'm going to test this camera to make sure we're still recording because, you know, we're having... We're still going. Okay, okay, great, great, good. great. All right. Everyone's happy. It's good. Okay, so we're... Where's my chapstick? Okay, <laughs> so... Right, okay, so... With your question with boot camp, like yes. the difficulty of it? Boot camp. We're at right. boot camp. So when you get to boot camp, the first thing they do is they put you on the bus and they try to break you on the bus right then and there, all right? So the number From one... From Tampa? Oh, yeah. Wait, where, where was I? No, I, I was on a flight, and when I got to flight to Great Lakes, okay. um, when you get off and they get you on the bus, they take you on a bus to boot camp in Great Lakes, right? So on This the is like America's Next Top Model. Like, they try and get you right away. No America's Next Top Model. Never seen it. It's, it's like boot camp for models. Tyra Banks. Okay. First day. Photo shoot in the wind and the cold. Right, they they want to see what you're. Oh my gosh! So, so you don't have a break. You get on the bus. Oh no, no no! As soon as you're on the bus, you're in boot camp. You're yelled at. You're you're yelled at, right? And so the number one thing that they try to do is they try to get you right then and there. And what I mean by that is when you're on the bus, there's this guy walking up and down, screaming out, trying to get the last four of your social, right? Okay. Or, or they, it's been a little while, so bear with me. But what they try to do is if you say O oh, instead of zero in your social, mm. that's it. When you're off the bus, you're doing like 200 push-ups, right? So I said, oh, <gasps> and th so they say, if you have an O in your social security, raise your hand. Oh no. So like, all, we don't know, we're just raising our hand. They're like, right. what? And they, they start yelling at you and they're like, you mean zero, right? Zero, right. you have 76004 or whatever. And it's like, oh crap, here we go. Like I'm already in this. You're already in trouble. So as soon as you get off the bus, you're already just throwing your stuff to the side and you're doing push-ups. Like that's your introduction. <sighs> to boot It's camp. like me waiting for my Taco Bell order. If you, you gotta pay attention. You gotta pay They call attention. it out. Okay. Yeah. So you're already being yelled so at. They're, but they're already trying to implant their ways. Being like efficient. Exactly. Not, okay. So no more O's. It's always zero. And you know, have you ever seen people that write on paper and they put slashes through Yes. They're O's or zeros. Yes. That's how you distinguish a zero is by slashing through it. Mm. And so if, if there's the ways that they want to teach you the military way right from the get go. And that's a basic one is the right. zeros and O's. Yep. Wow. So uh, let's see. So what they bring you then to the camp. Is it an actual camp? It's I mean, it's it's almost it almost seems like a university in a way because okay. it's its own little city. Mm -hmm. But obviously just not as fun. Right, but but picture a university, and that's kind of what <laughs> it looks like, you okay. know, because you have streets and you have different barracks on each streets, which you could say dorms, in barracks a way. Are dorms. And then you have your rec center at a university, but it's actually like the training facility for the like. It, it kind of reminds you of a university. So, um, is it? I mean, is it like in the movies where you're like waking up in the middle of the night, you're yes. putting your boots on, you're going running, yes, being yelled same, at, same thing. You eat. Out of the thing. No, no, that's now that's a little bit more buds ish, okay. like eating out of like trash cans and like oh. putting you through that type of rigorous, mm -hmm. you know, activity. That that's more of special forces type of training. Yeah. With this, I mean, you do eat just fine because they need you to be a hundred percent because it's a lot of learning too. Like we have coursework, we have to learn coursework as far as what we're going to be doing with our job, oh. and they teach you how to do the normal things on a ship because. They teach everybody the basics of being on a boat okay, or a ship. And you have to understand what aft and stern and all that stuff is. What is and that? So it's the different locations on, on a ship. 
right? Uh-huh. So aft is the back, you know, forward, or the bow is the front. Uh-huh. Um, and I can't remember the other. <laughs> it's, it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. That's why you're, Af- you're a veteran. and yeah, you're all that good it. jazz. But anyway, they, they got to teach you the core basics of living on a ship. Like uh, the, I want to say the uh, water fountain is a scuttlebutt. So there's certain terminology too that oh you have God. to learn. They can't just call it a water fountain? They can't call it a water, it's a scuttlebutt. scuttlebutt. And so the galley is also your cafeteria. Right? Oh. So there's there's terminology, okay. like nautical terminology that they need you to understand too. So let's say we're like finishing boot camp. Mm-hmm. Do you, who decides where you go? Now that, that was <laughs> that was the interesting part of it because when I was in boot camp, I was still going through like the Navy SEAL training. Like they would take us to different parts because you were like a gifted student you were like sure (laughs) we could put it like that but you would do like pool training and different things and so they would separate you from the rest of the pact on certain days because you were going through a different type of training what's like a what's like the hardest physical training you had to do for a seal that's like something that the average person probably can't do honestly the physical part of it is it's the mental man like what um like, did you have to like hang upside down no, in nothing, water? Nothing or something? like that. I would say, I would say working as a team is the hardest part. No. So there were logs and boats that you have to like hold above your head. Yeah. And you you have to hold it there as a team. So if one of your team mem- mem- member drops it, mm-hmm. the whole team has to start all over again. So you have to like almost motivate each other to kind of stay on track, and that that mental aspect to it, especially if you had a difficult time like having chemistry with some person, mm-hmm. you had to get over that right away. Don't work well in groups. <laughs> well, you have to, because wow. they want you to learn that you leave no man behind. Um, right. You know, this it's a team thing, and it's not an individual thing. So no matter how well you do, if your whole team or you fail your team, you fail, even if you are individually performing well. We just watched Top Gun Maverick last night, and I got a full rundown of everything. Great movie. Awesome movie. Really sad I hadn't seen it till now, but now I know. Yeah. But it's just like you were saying, all the teamwork. You have to have mental toughness is 100%. Like, and now I know from being in the military, mental toughness is how you succeed in life, too. Uh-huh. If you yeah. don't have mental toughness, you're going to break just on normal, everyday things. You're crack. 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 Exactly. Crack. So you do the Navy SEALs training, you right. have these hard tasks. What is next? What's your uh, end location? Where do they tell you to go? Do you decide? So being that being that I didn't make it because I had an ankle injury and it was just not working out for me when I was there. Hmm. Um, they they give you what they call a wish list, and that wish list is basically telling you you know where would you like to go. Okay. And you could write down like five items or something like that when you're whipped with, uh, I can't remember if it was my chief or some somebody who's operating with me as far as my next steps. Okay. Right. And so I wrote down that I wanted to be, I think it was Europe, and I wanted to be in a nuclear carrier. And anyway, a nuclear I, carrier? Yes, because I wanted to be on a newer carrier, right? Oh, and nuclear Nucle- is also newer? Yes. Okay. Because the old ones were diesel. Oh, okay. So the diesel carries your USS Enterprise, your USS Kitty Hawk, which I got on, and we'll talk about that. Okay. But they give you a wish list of things, items that you would like. Okay. I got the complete opposite of everything I wrote. <laughs> okay, so, so Navy, right. you, the airman, right. right? You're going to live on an aircraft carrier. Right. Is that the only option? 
No, it's not the only option. Okay. There's so many Well, I mean, you, I know that within that, there's the option of, like you said, nuclear or diesel. That was between the carriers that I right. knew about. Because okay. I was in the air department. Okay. So there were options for me as far as if I was going to be on a boat. Mm-hmm. That was the number one thing I wanted to make sure is I okay. got on an aircraft carrier. So there's multiple options of what to do after yes. boot camp. You chose aircraft carrier. You didn't get what you want. No. So some, some people go land duty oh, okay. at the same time. But I want to experience traveling. Okay. Because if I to- chose land duty, I could get in San Diego and I could be in, you know, shore duty right. for four years. Okay. But I wouldn't have experienced anything. Right. And I didn't want to go down that road. So did you get the nuclear or the diesel? I got the diesel. You so, got the diesel. So they put me on the USS Kitty Hawk. Okay. CV-63. What is that? CV-63 is the... 63 is the number of the year which the ship was built. Oh. Yeah. 1963. Is that bad? It was definitely bad when... Because it's old? It's very old. So what's like... What's like the oldest... I don't know anymore. Because right now, the Kitty Hawk got decommissioned and it's now just scraps. (gasps) Wow. I read an article that was like sold for a penny or something like that. What? Yeah. That's another question I had. I was thinking about this last night. Yeah. These aircraft carriers, they're kind of like... Yeah, you had a lot of questions about that. I know. So it's kind of like... I don't understand why it's such a hard concept. It's like a little... Airport. It's like a little airport in the middle of the ocean, right? My question is... I have so many questions. Is Go for it. That's what, what we're doing this. How much does that cost to make that little city in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. And then how do they make it? Like how... It's I, not like you can build it in a warehouse. Dude, I don't know. All I did was enlist. I don't oh, know okay. They, you don't I, don't, I don't know how they do it. But I do know that it is... Like, is it like millions? Millions, 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 millions of dollars. Okay. Millions of dollars. Okay. So here's... So Our tax dollars? Oh, absolutely, hundred okay. percent. I'm just—I don't know. But it's millions of dollars. It's—it takes years to make. Um, okay. And there's when you're just like Top Gun. Just like Top Gun. Okay. Top Gun took ten years. So, <laughs> but there are so many. You know, like a hamster cage, and you can keep adding like little more <laughs> tubes to it and stuff I like do. that. I do. I am familiar. When you're on the aircraft carrier, like you have the middle portion of, middle portion of it, where's we have like a lot of our engine rooms and stuff okay. like that that are solidified uh-huh. in the structural center of it. Right. But then you have like your your paths that go along the entire length of the uh-huh. ship. But then there's like all these little crevices and holes uh-huh. and little places. And when you oh. get in the engine rooms, there's like little doors you open that lead into something else. And it's like, who in the so that's why it's did, weird. Who's they mind just kept adding this on? Yeah. That makes sense. Like, do you remember that show that we were watching last night? That booze traveler. Right yeah. After? Remember that little yes. compartment he yes. opened? That he was he he had to squeeze yes. in there because he had to clean. Right. Like, there's con- there's compartments like random that on little this huge ship, and it's like, who who thought of you this? guys are like hamsters? It's crazy. We like it's a it's a huge hamster cage in the See. ocean. Okay, this all makes sense. <laughs> no, it makes sense. To me. So okay. So you get the diesel, one of the oldest aircraft carriers, the CV-63. CV-63. The USS Kitty Hawk. And you can identify that because on the bow of every carrier, it is painted. That's the front. CV, whatever the year that it was created. Correct. How do you know what's the front if you're in the middle of the ocean? Huh? The airplanes know? Yes. Okay, whatever. Okay, so... (laughs) Okay, so you get on this carrier... Yes. It's near Japan. Yes. What? Then what? Okay, what so, you, well, then... You so go to I defend asked, the America. 
on this carrier. Well, let me go back to real quick to okay. the um, to the list because I asked to okay. be in. I wanted Europe because I right. wanted to. I thought cool, like I'll go see Italy. And, and you know what? We're the trifecta. We're Italian, German, and French. Oh, so it makes sense. It would have made sense. But you got screwed. But I got the Asian Pacific, and I got stationed in Cusco, Japan, on a diesel carrier, which you did love. I did. You love just it. didn't know. At I the just time. didn't know at the time. Okay. Right. Exactly. Because I thought, well, if this is the way it's going to be, and why even ask me if you're not going to give me anything? <laughs> like. Just tell me where to go. Don't don't give me false hope. Right. Anyway, that's a whole different story. Did you just say couscous? I did not say couscous. Oh, I thought I heard USS Couscous Kitty Cock. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to say that? No, couscous <laughs> is a type of rice. Oh. It doesn't matter. Okay. Oh, so, we can go. There's so many different cuisines that I love in Japan. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. You get on the carrier you didn't think you wanted. Correct. Then what? Okay, so when they give me my orders, I flew to Japan. No, that's not true. Oh. I ended up going to air school for a few months in Pensacola first. For what? So they have to basically teach you how to understand the dynamics of the aircraft, understand um, like the hydraulic engines that I'm going to be working on. Oh. Because with my job that I had, I was at ABE or Aviation Bosun's Mate Equipment. The green jerseys on a- the flight deck. A V A B E B as in boy. A B E like A A B like, Our like mom Abe. is pulling in she her, her driveway. Do you want to oh. stop? No, no, no. Okay. We can. So, wait. Say that again. You were in. So I was in A B E. What is that again? Aviation uh-huh. bosun's mate equipment. So, bosun's mate is basically the label that everybody on a ship basically gets your okay. bosun's mate but i was aviation and i was in charge of equipment and oh. the equipment i was in charge of was the launch and recovery of aircraft so those cables that catch the aircraft as they come in they're mm-hmm. called purchase cables there's four of them i was in charge of maintaining those and they put me in the catapults now the catapults that were on the kit on the uss kitty mm-hmm. at that point were steam hey mom um, hey mom oh i thought you we are interviewing. <laughs> we are. But it's okay. Oh, it's an end. No, it's going to be in. It's going to be in. What's going to be in? What you're you, talking you, about right now. You're going to be in. No, you're not filming. Yeah, I am. Oh, we're filming. <laughs> are we yeah, filming? It's filming. Yeah, we're filming. Hi, Mom. Can okay. I sit here? You can do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Okay, so... Okay. So, catap- the catapults, that's how they launch the aircrafts. So I was Should in we, charge of both. I Let's break, because I know this is going to be confusing to the people. Okay. Let Do, me, well, let's backtrack a bit. Let's backtrack. So your job, the ABE, mm-hmm. was to be in charge of all of these, let's say equipment for these, for the, what do you, the planes? <laughs> yes. Com- at, planes? That, at that point in time, we had the F-14 Tomcats. What, is that a plane or a jet? It's, it's, do you remember what <laughs> Tom Cruise stole? And flew out at the end of the movie in Maverick. That was what we had at that time. Okay. Those were the F-14 Conquer. Those are my favorite aircrafts. They didn't have... What is, uh, but what's the... Tech, should I be saying plane or jet? Aircraft? It's called an aircraft. Aircraft. Yes. Are they planes? They're jets. They're jets. They're, what's the difference between a plane and a jet? Jets are awesome and planes are... Nah. Okay. That's the technical answer. Okay. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna actually explain this, and then you can correct me because this is what I know. So you've got the aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean, correct? And you've got the aircrafts, okay, the little jets mm -hmm. that need to come in, refuel, right, on your little aircraft, and then take back off really quick. I know. No, no. This is what it's okay. This is so what you're here. Think about think about an airport. An airport. That because that's exactly what an aircraft carrier is. It's a it's a mobile air on the ocean with 5,000 people with 5,000 people living on, living on it. it right so air the aircrafts are stationed on this aircraft carrier okay we have what we call a hangar bay so hangar bay. the hangar bay so the entire middle Sounds like a type of seasoning Ooh. okay anyway I like that. all right so anyway the entire middle portion of the aircraft carrier is a hangar bay for all the aircrafts you have four elevators, which you saw in the movie, uh -huh. two on each side of the aircraft okay. that raise and lower throughout the day, bringing those aircrafts to the flight deck to prepare for launch. Okay. Okay. So I want to say we had 70 or so um, F-14s. We had... What is that? That's the Tomcat. That's what Tom Cruise stole in the end of the movie. Right, but yeah. what? But what does that even mean? An F fourteen? Why is it's it a the letter version and... of the aircraft? I, I don't know the ins and outs okay. of that. That I'm not sure. Like you know how they say like you're driving like a Ford F one fifty. What's with the F? What does that I mean? I don't know. Nothing. It doesn't mean anything. I have no clue. It's just enough. I okay, never really cared it. to find out. Okay, got so it. That's I just I just know that. that what it? Okay. So you have your F fourteen Tomcat, which Great. we had. Got it. Right. And then we had prowlers. Prowlers were two-seater aircrafts. They have like this horn that comes out the front. And they, cedar aircraft? Two, it's like- Oh, two-seater. Yeah, two like- Two people um, can sit It's in a it. huge canopy. So two people can actually sit and two people in the back. So it's a bigger canopy. Oh, four people total. Correct. Okay. As it's, opposed to and two. And it's so powerful. Now, I, th I want to say this is kind of like a radar type of aircraft. I didn't get the opportunity to learn about it. Uh -huh. I just knew that it was the most powerful aircraft that we had because I was in uh, there was two launches that we did when we went to Iraq and I was in charge of doing some of the hooking of the catapult and when it the aircrafts have to fully power before we send them off with the catapult okay so we build up the steam in the steam engine and they are in full power on the aircraft mm -hmm. so when we hit the button we release all that built up steam which shoots what it's attached to that catapult shoots it and that's how it's able to pick up enough speed to get off the aircraft right okay so, so as, okay real quick so yeah. as it was fully powered mm -hmm. it was so powerful mm -hmm. that it shakes the entire flight deck and it literally rattled a filling right out of my right out of my tooth a filling came out of filling your came tooth? right out because yep. of the because of the rattling from sure power that i was feeling because oh I'm, I'm three you guys... feet away from a fully powered engine, so... How, how many feet away? I'm probably like three feet. Oh my god! I'm right underneath it. Was the aircraft listing? See what I did there? I see what you did there. That's no, where it goes but back that, and that's a whole different story. That's fun. Okay. We'll get, we can get that if you so, want. So, so many questions. So what yeah. is it, what do you mean by power? This air, Like horsepower? So by how fast so it the, goes? They have to put the throttle. Now the throttle is what they use to generate the force. Right, so like when I put it in park, kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Like if you push all the way down on the gas pedal of a car, yeah, you are putting this in full throttle. Okay. For an aircraft. Okay. Right. So they have they put it in full throttle. Uh huh. They just don't take off yet. They basically have the brake on per se. Okay. Okay. And, and then, yes. And we have it connected 
to a catapult that is on a railing system that goes from that aircraft all the way to the end of the front of the aircraft okay. carrier. Right. So as soon as we release the steam in that engine that's underneath, mm -hmm. all that built up pressure from the steam is what helps launch it off. Because normally, if you guys were a normal runway, they would have so much longer to take Correct. off. Is that what you're saying? And, and this because of a shorter carrier, runway, right? It's a mini airport. Correct. How in big of it? How big is the aircraft carrier, the runway, in compared to like a football field or hmm. fields, maybe? Like how big? We are actually played football on the aircraft carrier, so maybe maybe two and a half football fields. That's how big the aircraft carrier like is. Like the the actual top of it, I want yeah. probably because I th we had two games going on and we had basically full football field. Are you guys as big as a cruise ship? Maybe, I don't know. Bigger? Bigger? I think bigger. Okay, okay, yeah. I got it. I got yeah. it. Okay, because you know, you're looking. It's a little speck in the ocean. You don't. Yeah. Know. Okay, so, and then, but also I want to clear up. But I was right where the aircrafts do come in to refuel, right? Yes Is that and, correct? Yes and no. So oh. if they are running out of fuel, obviously they have to land, but they go through the whole maintenance. Once they land, like we are doing... Like NASCAR, full, you guys read the things? Yeah, it's full maintenance. We'll, we'll get them on the the uh, elevator, bring them back down to the hangar bay, and then we have a group of mechanics that will be okay. working on that. But there is a there's a big rope. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call it? Cable that catches the... Correct. That's called the purchase the, cable. The purchase so cable. So we have four of those. That catches... The aircrafts. To stop. Correct. So okay. each each aircraft has a hook in the back uh -huh. that they will raise and lower. Okay. And then they lower it when they're actually coming in for landing. And that once it lowers, there's four different cables that they have the opportunity to catch in order to stop the aircraft from, you know, uh -huh. in its tracks, per se. And you did this job around what, like 2004-ish? So when I got to Japan... I was there for three days, and we got orders to go right out to Iraqi Freedom. So I want to say it was like two th beginning of 2002 or something like that. Beginning of 2002 is when you live on the aircraft carrier. Yeah, it was... And do this job. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't there long. We were right out to Iraqi Freedom. Okay, and what was I going to... Oh, I just... The, I have so many questions, Jason, that this is rattling my brain. Okay, so... My gosh, what was I going to ask? I don't was remember. Something about... Do you, want me, do you want me to fill in here? No, it was something about the, the ship or the... Oh, yes, okay, yes, this is my question. Okay. At the time, 2002, you're on the aircraft carrier, you're the purchase cable guy, right? right. Was it, wasn't it one of the most dangerous jobs in the world at the time? Uh, didn't people, it, like, Yeah, get I think injured? it was that and, like, crab trapping or something like that. Because people would get injured that were on Oh, top. there's so many opportunities to get injured. Because yeah. of the... Aircrafts coming in, like the aircrafts coming in, just the danger of so the ship listing. That's that's a whole different thing in itself. So when we're in bad weather or yeah. there's high waves, the ship itself will list where you are literally like the ship is like this. You have to there's <gasps> there's these crates I call them throughout the entire flight deck uh -huh. with like metal like metal beams like in holes. Uh -huh. Where you can strap and connect yourself. Like, that's how we kind of chain down the aircrafts. So we can chain ourselves down if it's bad. To weather, not fall off? To not fall off, right. And there's netting that goes along the entire outskirts. In case you do roll, the net will catch you. In the middle of the ocean? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, 
a little bit of a sway on the cruise ship on the Lido deck with my burger and the plate was bad. No, so this is we would get in total trouble if they ever found this out, but it's been a while, so we're fine. This podcast reaches a lot of people. Yeah, it's fine. So one of the things we used to love it when the ship would list because the engine <laughs> the engine room was basically the entire width almost of the aircraft mm-hmm. carrier. And it's one long hydraulic engine. And that's a whole topic that's too long to discuss. But anyway, the entire thing is like a tiled engine room. Okay. So what we would do is when we knew the ship was listing, because, you know, we about to see it. We get bored after a while, you know, mm-hmm. we're working constantly. So we would put pillows at the one end. There's a door here and a door all the way at the other end of the engine room. We'd put pillows at one end and we put hydraulic fluid on the uh, tile. And as soon as the ship would start listing, we would use it like a, like a slip and slide. Oh, and we would slide all the way down. And had the pillows stop us this from going your, into the hallway. This is where your tax other. dollars are going. Yeah, <laughs> was, we had a blast. It was fun. Wow, that's. But that's how much it would list. Like it would. Like every day. Let's say this is the ship and it's normal. Yeah. Right? It would literally do this. Oh my god. Like crazy. It was so awesome. That's like being on the subway times ten. It was, it was, it was nuts. Cool. Yeah. Okay. You don't get seasick. You at, don't. No, you get used to you it. Get so used to it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think Jason. it'd be bobbing everywhere, and you'll be fine. Jason, Jason, Jason. Okay, we're going to transition a little bit. I want to know, so you're in the Navy. Tell me about your job title and like the titles of being on this ship, if you can break it down easy, like because you're a Navy petty officer. Right. Who, who's the boss? Who does everyone report to? How does this work? So every petty, once you, I was a third class petty officer. Okay. Right. So every level of a petty officer becomes your boss. Where do you start at? So you start, oh man, what was it? You're basically an enlisted, I can't remember, man. Like I just remember having three little bars. Uh-huh. And Oh, that's what that means? Yeah. I don't remember what it was. It was just I mean, did you, enlisted. Did, you, did you graduate to the third class? I did. Okay, so there's more before there, you. Yeah, there's, there's like three other levels before okay. you get to Petty Officer. Okay. And so... I, once I got the petty officer, I was now in charge of those enlisted below me mm-hmm. based on what my job title was. Did and you make them shine your shoes? No, you don't do okay. like that. Okay, got it. That's... <laughs> um, but you do make them go through some rigorous activity to get them, you know, on board with what they're about to face. So right. they do become kind of the grunts of the job, having to pull the grease up all the levels of stairs oh. or stuff like that. Because once you get up to another level, like you become a second class petty officer, a first class, like you deserve to not have to do that stupid stuff anymore. But obviously at the beginning you do those stupid things, right? It's like any job. You don't start all the way at the top. So as a third class petty officer, I was in charge of those right that were underneath me where I was at that time. And so a lot of times I became an engine operator. So I was in charge of the hydraulic engine that we had. And we had four engines for every cable that would catch the aircraft. Mm -hmm. Cable three was the one that got caught the most. That was the one that seemed to be the direct target for most aircraft. So I was in charge of engine number three. So that one needed a lot more maintenance than the other ones because it was used so often. And that involved a ton of different work. I mean, there were pulley systems throughout the entire ship that that cable had to go through and the cable itself at on the flight deck right it's one long purchase cable that connects to 
other cables at the, each end mm -hmm. that are on a pulley system that run all the way through the ship into that engine. Mm. But this was the crazy part. When we had to do a re-reeve, we call it, a re-reeve is when we, that cable is no longer good. Because basically what it is, it's metal coils that go all the way around like a hemp type of inner filling. Sure. Right? So when those started, metal pieces started to break off, right. it was no longer good. Because then it could uncoil and we could have huge problems. Right. So we did what we call a re-reeve. So we'd have to get the entire cable that was running into the engine. Mm -hmm. We'd have to pull all that out mm -hmm. and put a brand new cable in. Okay. And in order, there's nowhere to put that old cable. So we had to jettison it, is what we call it. And jettison is when you throw something just over the side. Each one of those cables was like $70,000. The cable what? that goes across, I think they said it was like 20 grand. And we're just throwing it over the side. How often are you doing this? Um, it depends how often that we were doing flight operations. But I'd say, uh, I mean, if we were at the sea once a month. <gasps> once a month? It costs almost half a million dollars just to turn the aircraft carrier. That's how much gas Really? Is. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, there's, yeah, it's crazy. Okay. I am That's why shooketh. if we have to do something outside of our original coordinates, it, it's a big oh, deal. okay. Because it costs a lot of money to maneuver in such a way because the winds have a lot to do with it, too. You have crosswinds what, what, when we're launching and everything. What ocean or sea were you in? Uh, I was in the Pacific. Pacific. And then when we would go, when we were on our way to Iraq, we would go through the Malaysian Straits into the Indian Ocean and then into a, the Iraqi Sea. So there's just $20,000 worth of purchase cables in the bottom of these oceans? What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Wow. Oh we God. had one time where the cable snapped. No. What? We had one time where the cable snapped. And that cable is pressured so much that... Once it snapped, because it didn't have the right pressure in the engine room, and that was not on me. Uh -huh. That was a different engine and a whole different scenario. But the, you have to have a certain PSI or pressure that's built up, and it wasn't at the right pressure. So when the piston, there's a huge piston that the hydraulic, hydraulic fluid, it. yeah, it helps stop the aircraft being not at the right PSI. That aircraft went over the side, that cable snapped, went through a bunch of the helos. I mean, that's how that's how strong it is. Uh -huh. Ripped right through the helos that were parked, went through somebody else. Like, it's it's a huge deal. But that aircraft we lost. I mean, and that, that pilot was able to eject right before it hit the, hit the water. I mean, things happen, you know? Oh, my goodness. So. Okay. Okay, so you're the third class petty officer. Right. You've got the three stripes. Right. There's people above you. Um... What is like a normal day like uh, on an aircraft carrier? Uh, you know? It really just varies, but I know for us, let's like when I was an ABE and I was doing the arresting gear. Arresting gear is like the recovery of aircraft. It's it's the managing of those cables, right? Okay. So we are in charge of. There's a whole thing behind it. I mean, there's a whole group of people. You got a guy in the aft that's calling out as the aircrafts are coming in, like. There's a whole team of people that's involved in this. But the arresting gear is what it's actually labeled, like that team that helps catch those cables. So first thing in the morning, we're up really early, and we're also going to bed really late. 4 a.m. you're going to? Probably. Getting up? Going I mean, flight ops would end around 1, 2 a.m. Okay. And then we'd have to do maintenance to make sure that we'd be prepared for the next flight ops for early mm -hmm. that next morning. 
Uh, a lot of us would just go right to the gym before we even go to the bed and do a workout. Okay. We'd be in bed around 3, 3.30, uh -huh. and then get ready for fly-ups at 6.30, 7 o'clock oh, in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Do you get a nap? Uh, so that's that's <laughs> the thing. And that's what we kind of knew and we, we worked around that is because we when you are in the military, you are working 24-7. Yeah. If you're in the Navy, you're working 24-7. And even if you get off work, what are you going to do? Yeah. There's nowhere to go. You can go down to the library. You can go to the gym. You can go watch TV in your in your barracks. Right. But there's you're never really off work. Right. Because if something is you're needed, in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. If something's needed, they're gonna come grab you and tell you to go right back okay. to work again. Right. So, knowing that we we do have rotations of downtime in the middle of the day, but we would get ready for flight ops early that morning, grab some food in the galley, run up, run up, eat it real quick. Mm -hmm. um, and then we just look at all the cables. We look at the pressure of the engines. We just make sure that everything is maintained. And so when we start flight ops, as they're being launched, we would just, they basically go out, do whatever the assignment is for that aircraft for the day, mm -hmm. come back. We catch them with a purchase cable, start doing the maintenance and everything that we have to do on those. Um, there's tractors that we use in order to bring out new cables or new equipment if we need to. and. I mean, it's a full day of just ongoing. And then we'll, so, like, my team, we would just rotate. We'd go down, take a 20-minute nap, come back up, and we just kind of rotate that way. I think I could do it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> it, it, was, it was boring okay. at times because it's the same thing every single day. Mm -hmm. But it was rewarding because you knew that there's only so many people in the world that are able to do something like this. Right. You know? And being on the ocean, I love the ocean. That was just the most amazing part. It's you and a Disney cruise line. Yeah. Yeah. And all the different countries I got to go to. Yeah. What's wrong? Are you okay? I thought the paper was in front of the lens. Oh, the... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we're working 24-7, no weekends, middle of the ocean. Yeah. If you're at the sea, I mean, you just have to know that you are going to be working. Jay, you're in the Navy four years? Four years. You have an apartment in Japan. I did have an apartment in Japan. How did that work? It worked good. So yeah, what do you do? The only reason I got the apartment is because I knew that once we got back from Iraqi freedom, the ship goes in what they call dry dock. And it goes into dry dock for a couple months. So basically they pull it into this canal, they drain all the water, and they start working on the bottom of the boat to make sure that they get barnacles and clean it. And That's sure my question. Is Where is this getting drained? What? thing is big enough to hold a two and a half football it's, field it's boat. It's on the Yakuska naval base. Yakuska? Yakuska. Yakuska. Yes. What is that? That Yakuska is a city in Japan, but that is also the city in which the military base is located that I was that was on. So Japan, they just, they like us and we just get to have a and naval there, base there? That's, and that spot they do. Once you get into <laughs> like, <laughs> once you get into the countryside, they're still very... They don't like you? Not very much so. Okay. Okay. Wow. Does Japan have a naval base for us? Do we have a? Do we get to host them? I know. We're idea. not that nice. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know how any of this works. So whatever you tell me, it's the truth. Okay. So. <laughs> but yeah, the apartment is awesome. So right. Okay. So you get the apartment because you know that when you get back from Iraqi freedom. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't. I mean, you're you're done being on the boat. You you can yeah. only take so much of it. What and, is? And so you can't live, when the boat's on dry dock, you can't live on it. Okay. So they provide us with like mobile barracks that are like smaller ships that are just almost like the barracks that we have on the And you the didn't carrier. want that? I didn't want that. No. Okay. And so me, Tim, and John, we ended up, there are two other buddies I had. Tim and John. Tim and John. So we ended up just getting a place out in Japan that wasn't too far from the, from the base. Um, 
what is Iraqi freedom? You've said that word. That, that is what they labeled the, like the, um, the mission. Per the se. mission, right? For for you or just in general? For the, so all the branches we, of the military. For all the branches okay. of the military, like uh, Desert Storm was labeled that when we went to Afghanistan. Like, mm-hmm. so they label each mission something. And so when we went to Iraq, when America went to Iraq, yeah. it was labeled Iraq. So freedom. why can't the aircrafts have fun names like that. Why are they numbers and letters? Well, some of them do have their own call oh. signs. Like okay. like the pilot, yeah. Maverick, yeah. had his own call sign, right? Okay. The Maverick was his call what sign. What would mine So be? we would kind of, you? Yeah. Um, Princess Peach. Princess Peach. Can you do stuff like that? Um, Can my, like, code name be... Call like you Radio an Flyer. Radio Flyer? Yeah. Why? Uh, it just sprung to <laughs> mind. That, I didn't realize how much red we have in our beard. Radio Flyer. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking like the radio flyer, the wagon, like red, like. Oh yeah. yeah. Jason and I we're Italian, but we don't know what's going. We have red in our beard. Want to talk about know. that, mom? Mom, why do we have red facial hair? What? Italians have I, red hair though. Ask yeah, but father. <laughs> yeah, but if I grew, here's the thing. I feel like if I grew my hair out, it would be black. Because the top was, of your head? Yeah, because if it was black, the last time I shaved it and cut it. What, at 20 years old? 21. Yeah. 21. Jay, you got more red than Jay got. I know I do. I just, I think because he's never had it grown out like this, or that I remember, that I see the red a little bit more. Anyway. We don't know. We don't know. Topic. Okay. So, you've got the apartment in Japan. Yes. What do you do in Iraqi freedom? What do you do as so that was the Navy all, yeah. so water we were, person? So, we were in charge of a lot of the flight ops. Flight ops. Right. So the flight operations of sending full ordnance, ordinances like the missiles uh-huh. that we put on the aircrafts, full ordnance meaning that there wasn't one part of that aircraft that did not have a missile where a missile should be okay. located. Right. Okay. So under each wing, I think, was two or three missiles. Okay. Full, full guns, everything. So we would send them full ordnance out every single day. How much is a missile? I have no idea. Like twenty thousand dollars? No, clue. like the. Th- <laughs> I mean, sure. You want and to are guess? you so I'll, you're I'll are you blowing up trees? What are you doing? How long? All I know is that we would shoot them out, and they would come back empty. And we they would, come back. Yeah, we would launch the aircrafts into Iraq. Oh, the aircrafts come back. Correct. <laughs> and then the when they come, the no, and when they come back, they are completely empty. And that's all you knew. And we were sending 65, 70 of them out every single day. Wow. For the four months that we were there. And you were there for four months. I think just about four months. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so it had nothing to do with water or boats. You were... Oh, no. It was completely air. Airman. Uh, yeah. For I that mean, time. Every, everything that I was doing had to do with the aircrafts. Okay. We're going to so, wrap up. Well, yes. Tell yeah, me. Just really interesting. Yes. 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 Because this is what I learned the most is that... You know how they say like the news lies... Yes, tell me the deets. The news definitely lies. So I'll never forget this. We're sitting in the barracks, and we have one TV that's up in the corner in, like, this lounge area that we have, Uh right? And so there's, like, the majority of us that worked the flight deck that day, there was about 10 of us are sitting there, and we're exhausted, right? Mm -hmm. So we just turned on the news because we want to know what was going on. This is, I was only on the ship for probably a couple days. Because okay. we were on our way to Iraq because the USS Kitty Hawk was forward deployed. If anything happens, it's the first aircraft carrier to go out. It is? Yeah. It was okay. the first aircraft carrier to go out. So we're sitting there and George Bush 
is talking, right? And he's giving 24-hour notice to Iraq mm -hmm. to stand down or whatever, or we're going to attack, right? Okay. We're exhausted because that very day, we're already in the Iraqi Sea. Mm -hmm. We launch full ordnance aircrafts mm -hmm. all day long into Iraq. And they came back empty. Mm -hmm. And so we're thinking, oh. what are you talking about? Like, what is this 24-hour notice? We've been bombing Iraq for the last 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. So I don't, that's when I realized that mm. the news is not accurate. Okay. And what actually takes place, mm -hmm. things are already taking place. Mm. Like I knew, I, that, was, that was the first eye opener I got. Because there's no way that we weren't do, like you don't send full ordnance operations out. If we were doing test or practice runs, there's a couple of missiles, and those right. are strategic okay. missiles for whatever that mission is to practice. And you said it was what sixty to seventy aircrafts a oh, day. Oh, easy. And you were already we're doing this. We're sending prowlers. We're sending the prop planes. Everything. But he was threatening yeah, Iraq. He, I'll never forget that, that it was going to happen. Yeah, he's like, but it was already twenty-four happening. hours. And we looked at each other and like, what have we been doing? George Bush. Yeah. Straight from the president's mouth. Straight from the president's mouth. So that that was interesting because we were already yeah. sitting there in the Iraqi sea, sending aircrafts all day, every day. Wow. For, a, for probably, I think it was like 48 hours prior to him giving that 24 hours notice. I'll never forget that. Okay. What I was going to say yeah. is we're going to wrap up soon, but I still have some questions. I want to move on now to veteran life. Got it. How, how did you exit the military? What's it like now? Do you have ear problems you're ringing in the ears? Do you yeah, get yeah. money from the government? So when I first got out, it was really, really difficult because you are used to a brotherhood, uh -huh. right? And you're used to having people that you truly trust. And it, it was different when you get out because not, not just because of the lifestyle, mm -hmm. but just because everything kind of stalls. Uh -huh. And so you're not used to that stall. And I think this is where I am with my brain, where yes. I can't turn it off. And that's because of, I want to say, the military. Like, I am just, you don't, you don't stall when you're there. You don't stop thinking about things. You're constantly strategically thinking about what you have to do. You know what it's like? It's like Britney Spears, 2007, when she had the Piece of Me album. You you're going to have the to blackout. On she shaved her head. She went crazy. She was like, I got to go out and just keep my mind going. The point is, I get it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you get it with yeah. athletes too. I mean, look at Tom Brady. He retired and had to come back. Like right. it's it's a very difficult thing to do. You're just used to this constant. Right. So I got yeah. home and it was just like now what? Right. You know now what? And I got pretty depressed from it. I didn't know what to do. You know I didn't know who I. You never trust people again like you trusted that group of people. Like that yeah. brotherhood almost like set the bar right. for what it should be as far as friends and family and stuff. Mm -hmm. You'll never find it again. It's it's too special. Yeah. Of a connection. Yeah. And then do you, do you then, like, what do we do about that? So what should, what's there the, was what's the months best? and months and months. I don't even think I really wanted to talk to anybody or leave. Or, should there be like an exit program? I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to get uh, out of bed. Like the yeah. turtles. I, I, I think remember I, you had four yeah, turtles. I had four turtles that I felt, I built the pond in the backyard. I almost like needed purpose again. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think the turtles gave me purpose, as stupid as it sounds. But as soon as I started working with them, I think uh, I started, I jumped on the bike and I started riding the trail and that finally got me out. Because they're water things and Maybe. you wanted water. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah. So Jay, what, so then after you get out, um, what do you get? Do you get money still? No, do you don't you really get? get money, but you do get the benefit of having the VA as far as medical. The and veterans the, yeah. assistance, is that uh, what they call it? Kind of. I mean, what was really nice. 
Yeah, I got the GI Bill. GI Bill? So the what GI, is a GI Bill? The GI Bill is what helped me pay for my college tuition. What is it? Uh, it's basically a bill to help veterans get, get through college. I mean... Like everybody gets it when they everybody, leave Everybody, yeah. Actually, I don't even think it's a veteran thing. You sign on when you first sign on in the military uh-huh. that you will be getting the GI Bill. So that's it's not like a even 401k a for thing. the military? Sure. Like you get it? Yeah. So after you, <laughs> after you leave the military... You get the GI Bill. Right. That's the only form of monetary If you don't go to war and you're not labeled, okay, (laughs) and you're not labeled as a vet, you really don't get a lot of benefits. Oh, so you... Because I was in wartime. That's the only way to be labeled as a vet? Right. Stop it. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I thought... I didn't know that. I thought anybody that just got out of the military is a veteran. No, I mean, you're honorably discharged, but you have to be a veteran of war. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm just very dumb. No, I mean, so <laughs> that that was a huge part of it. Okay, 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 So if it. I went in and mm-hmm. I didn't get wartime, um, you know, you don't really get the same benefit getting out. So you're not getting any monetary assistance right now from so the government. So I finally got my disability for my tinnitus. And tinnitus. That, and that... It's hard to not get that when you're three feet away from an aircraft every single day the whole time you're yeah, there. Yeah, it was hard with the government to get it approved. Yeah, it took to get it approved. 13 years? years. 13 so years. really, you're in the military, you get your paychecks, right. and then you apply for the GI Bill before you even start, but you have to get approved for it to get out. Well, or when you, get s- it, when you sign on, you're, they basically, it's almost like when you sign on for a new job and you get a... You get a hiring bonus or something okay. like that. Let's call the GI Bill a hiring bonus. And that's for college. That's for college. And then you're and getting... for housing, right? If you bought a home. If you bought a home. Our, yeah. my, our mom is uh, helping oh. us. No, it's fine. No, I just want to make sure they can hear no, you because the mic is over here. It's fine. Yeah. So just, I'm going to repeat what you said. So, yeah. okay, great. So you get the GI Bill. You're getting assistance for the tinnitus. Right. Right? But that's it. That's it. Because in my mind, and I think a lot of people's minds, we think that you're getting like a disability check, or you no. know what I mean. Like some people think that after you, no, you don't get, you anything. kind of get like this, almost like um, child <laughs> payment. What are they called? Um, what I, know, I, I know what you're talking about. I, whatever I'm trying to say, uh, alimony <laughs> from the government. I don't know. So you're not getting any money. Just no, you, you don't get any money. Okay, but you it. do get the. Be- I mean, if you think about how much healthcare is, it is a big benefit that you can go right. to the VA and get your medical taken care of. Oh, so that's my question. So yeah. the Veterans Affairs Office place. Right, so I can go there and not have to worry about, you know, getting a whole medical plan and stuff. Like, they, they take care of that. So that's, like, hospital specifically for veterans? Correct. And you don't have to pay anything? No, you, you still have to. Oh. Like, you have co-pays and stuff like okay. that. But it's nowhere near as what it would be if I had to take on, like, a policy of my own and stuff so like that. So you don't have a current normal health insurance policy? I don't, no. No. I just go to the VA. You're, but you're a civilian. I am. Okay, got it. Okay, this makes sense. Okay. That I did Does not. it make sense? It, well, no, you're right. You're saying it doesn't. Well, I, I'm asking you, does it actually make sense to you? What do you mean? Like, my brother's interviewing me now. I don't know. <laughs> like, what I just said, does, do, does it click... In the understanding of, I, I have the medical right. that they, they take care of that portion of it. Right. I don't need like a, a medical policy or anything like that. Okay. He, has, he doesn't have to pay right. for medical. I don't have to pay for medical, okay. but at the same time, that's really the only benefit unless you have to apply for some sort of disability okay. that you get. 
Other than Are you Chicago. asking me, should it be better? No, I'm asking oh. you, does that make sense? Like, yeah. what I just said, does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I think okay. I got it. Okay. I just assumed there was more. Like, I thought Not people really. were getting checks in the mail of, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, you had to... Almost like Social Security, when you get to an age, you, you get You had to like fill a, out for disability, just like you would as a civilian. And I had to do the same thing for my tonight as military. Okay, so... We're gonna we're gonna wrap up eventually. I keep saying that, but what is? Do you have a any a favorite memory of being in the Navy or on or on the aircraft carrier or the four months you were doing Iraqi freedom? I know you mentioned the slide. I would down. say I there's was, two memories that I have. Yeah. First one is when I was in boot camp. The uh, oh, what was his name? They allowed you to go to church. Okay. Right, and the pastor there, I love that dude. Okay. That guy was awesome, and I wanted it, I wanted mom and dad to see him because they came. You came too. Didn't I did. You? Come. Yeah, you did. Yes. So for my graduation, and of course, the one time he is not there is when you guys went to church with me that day, and I was so upset oh, about that. No. But I remember like being on your own and being in a in an environment where you didn't know what to expect, and you're still learning to get get along with people, and all you're doing is getting yelled at constantly. That was my. That was the one thing I would look forward to. And what's crazy is that has continued on for me. Mm. You know, because it, it, you start to realize that every, everything in life, you need something that is going to make you feel better mentally, mm-hmm. and you can't do that on your own. Right. You need something, and so God was definitely the one thing. Okay. The other portion that I always thought of, and it because it changed me, is we call it was called an ice cream party when we were. In boot camp. Okay. An ice cream party is when you somebody screws up on your team, and the, everybody has to pay for it. Like your entire squadron has to pay for it, right? So what they do is they bring you into your barracks, and they turn the heat off, and they get like a pint of ice cream, and they stick a plastic spoon at the top, uh-huh. and they drill you until this ice cream melts completely, and the spoon hits the bottom of that pint. Okay. And you are just doing push-ups but this is in chicago in the winter so the point of it is it's cold in this room already no it's 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 it was hot oh it was hot yeah oh okay okay they they made it hot okay got it got it some people called it an ice cream party other people our chief called it let's make it rain because you were working out so much too you wanted to get the ice cream that the condensation from the sweat started actually making it like rain off the ceiling wow that's yeah so not only did we have to wait till that spoon and the ice cream melted and hit the bottom, which was a couple hours later, it, because it was a couple hours and it was so hot in there and we were all sweating, our condensation from the sweat started layering on the ceiling and you just started feeling like it was raining. That was, I'll never forget that. That, that humbled me. <laughs> that day humbled me. I was like, if I can get through this, I'm going to get through anything. You can get through anything. Yeah. It's true. Because that was, I, I, didn't, I had to, it took me a week to recover from that one. Jason DiRienzo, Navy Petty Officer, what advice do you have for someone that wants to join the Navy and or the military in general? Talk to somebody who's been in. And talk okay. to somebody who's been in that you trust. Oh, right. Say. Like I like I, like I said, I was lucky that Brian. Kevin, his brother was already in and mm-hmm. Brian gave me pointers. Because yeah. if I didn't take Brian's advice, I probably would have, and I already, like the whole experience was You would have been very, a seaman. I would have been in a position which I would not have enjoyed as much as right. it was already a difficult thing to be in. Yeah, it would have been even worse. Okay. So okay, definitely talk to somebody that you trust. That's good advice. Who's, who's already in and won't lead you to their own biased opinions. So just be careful of biased opinions too. Okay. 
what are, I ask this to everybody, what are your goals for this coming year professionally, personally, any travel plans? Uh, professionally to actually take things off my plate a little bit. Mm -hmm. I want to remove some of the things so I can focus on things that are important, family, friends, uh, getting involved in church a little bit more and just kind of becoming a better human being. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's Cause I, I'm in that cause I'm the family. Yeah. Part of that state. Yeah. Okay. So that's your traveling, question. seeing family, like traveling. It's, it's all part of it. I started that last year and it felt great. Jason, where can people find you on the internet <laughs> if they want to um, catch up with you and your career? I know you have a football podcast. Yeah, Debbie to Dynasty. I do with my buddy Brandon. Say that again. Debbie to Dynasty Debbie? Football, po football Podcast. Two we have times. a YouTube channel too. Okay. I write for Debbie, D E V Y, yeah. watch.com. Okay. Um, a lot of college and football recruiting. Mm -hmm. um, and then also I'm on Twitter at All Purpose Scout. All-purpose scout on Twitter. Yes. Wow. That's a whole different avenue. Jay, I want to thank you so much for okay. coming on the podcast. Appreciate it. Um, thank you for listening and watching, folks. This has been Career Expo, what you've always wanted to know. I'm your host, Keith Arthur. We'll see you next week for a new industry and a new career. Bye. That was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I never knew about the... Mm -hmm. Wow. We did it. It recorded.